right, we're going to do something this morning that uh, I think the, the last time we had an opportunity to get together, we were still in the book of Acts. We're not going to be in Acts this morning. Uh, but we were we were reading about uh, Paul in Athens and uh, his, his witnessing and how he connected to people. And um, I don't know, there's just some, some things led me this morning to, uh, to a different place, to a different passage. And uh, turn with me this morning, if you will, to Matthew chapter 11. It, let's see if I can piece all this together this morning. In, in thinking about the people of Athens searching for new things, constantly open to what the next thing is, always looking for, I mean, to even have a place where they just discuss and talk about new things and, and talk about what the next great thing is and how they wanted to hear about this Jesus. And then also thinking about a study that I had the pleasure to do on Wednesday nights uh, several weeks ago in the book of Ecclesiastes and thinking about worldly pursuits and, and, and how, uh, how useless and how vain so much of what we do and labor for truly is when you look at it from a worldly perspective. And, it, and, and all this kind of has brought me back to um, Matthew and chapter 11 and specifically looking at 28. But let's, let's just read from 25 down through 30 and, and talk about this a little bit this morning. So, so Jesus has um, uh, essentially made some things very clear um, that, that John the Baptist has been rejected. Jesus has been rejected. And he's made it very clear that no one comes to the Father but through himself. And in, in, in verse 29, we read, it says, At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one who know, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And now the, the line that we really want to focus on this morning, verse 28, he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just reading through those last three verses, 28 through 30, brings to me a level of calmness. Just hearing those words said out loud and reading that from Scripture, knowing that Christ has said these things, brings a level of calmness to me that I don't find anywhere else. And I wanted to talk about this this morning from, from a couple of different perspectives. One, the folks that he's talking to at this time, what significance does this have to anyone who's listening to these words 
in front of Jesus at this moment. What should this mean to them? And why is he using this type of imagery when he's talking to them about the, you know, come to me who, uh, who labor and, and I'll give you rest. Take my, take my yoke upon you and so on. What does, what's all this about from, a, from the perspective of then and there at that moment? What's going on at this particular time? Let's think about the Pharisees. Let's think about the the just just from the 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 thought of salvation. In order for you to remain in a good position, and in order for you to feel as though you are are where you should be and you are are saved, if you will, what are the Pharisees doing to people? What are they laying on their backs? They're, are they not giving them a whole lot of extra things to be worried about? I mean, legalism at its finest, right? You better do this. You better do this. You better do this. Oh, and you better not do this. And you better not do this. And you better not do this. And so you're constantly concerned and constantly worried about, am I breaking a rule? Am I not doing what I was supposed to do? How is God looking at me at this moment? Oh my, where am I? How, what kind of state am I in? And it's a burden that probably never went away. Think about all of those rules being laid upon you. You know, if, 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 if we came here this morning and as part of Tink's message this morning, he said, you know what? I have read the scriptures and I have come to the conclusion that, you know what? Each and every one of you better make sure you do this this week. Oh, and you better do this this week. Oh, and you better do this this other week. And make sure you don't do this other thing. And he adds to and adds to and adds to, which is what the Pharisees were continuing to do. Well, number one, if you don't search the scriptures to see if these things are so, and you listen to him, you're going to start walking with your back bent over a little bit more and a little bit more concerned and a little bit worried. This, this is one place where, and, and I'm not trying to, to, to uh, go against any specific teaching, but when I, when I think about the way that, that the Baptist faith handles certain things, when, when, when I think about the way the Baptist faith looks at um, drinking and looks at dancing and, and historically some of these things, <clears throat> to an extent, I compare it to the way the Pharisees handled things. Because it's almost, it's almost as if to say, all right, here's God's law right here. Anything inside of this is a sin. So in order to make sure that we don't get to this barrier, let's put another barrier up around the outside of it. Not, not to say that the teachings are wrong and not to say that there's anything wrong with saying we should or shouldn't do these things because they, they, they do lead to other activities. I'm not knocking that. But when you build additional barriers around the barriers that God has already built, then you're providing extra work and you're providing extra laws, if you will, to try and keep you away from breaking God's laws. And so each and every time you, you build another wall and put up another fence, you're, you're adding to that labor and adding to that burden because even though you might not have gotten into the sinful territory, if you've broken one of these fences, you're like, oh no, I've got to go back and mend this fence. 
because this is wrong too. But that's not necessarily the case. You follow me? And so again, I'm not trying to bash the Baptist religion, but I, but I think sometimes that because I am one, you know, but but I, I do sometimes compare that to the way that, that the Pharisees built additional things around in order to prevent that from from happening. And they were breaking the walls by telling other people not to. Yeah, yeah, they do it themselves. It's funny that you bring that up because uh, to take classes at Southern Seminary, you have to sign on the covenant that you won't do. There's like a there's a it's a one page list, and there's sins on that list. Like, I will not participate in this. I will not participate in this. And I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> you know, and then you sign your name on it. You know, and it's yeah. a level of accountability that you're not used to. Yes. But also, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, my goodness, if anybody can follow this covenant, there will be no students at this <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a good it's a good thing that at the bottom of that it doesn't say that, um, and if you break any of these, you're going to hell. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, I appreciate the accountability, but also it's really tested. I, it's hard to say this out loud, but it's it's tested my integrity because uh, I'm sinful. So I, every time I sin, I'm like, I should. I should stop taking classes at the seminary. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just a hip game. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I don't mean to, and I certainly don't want to, let me, let me visit that for just a second. I certainly don't mean to knock um, accountability and I don't mean to knock uh, or to minimize sin in and of itself. You know, all those, all those things are, are not what I'm really talking about here. Uh, but, but your point is well taken that, there's a there's a there's nothing wrong with setting up accountability and and if, if you know where your weaknesses are, you need to take steps to avoid the things that cause you to fall into sin, and that's different for everybody because we all have a propensity, right? We've all got we've all got our things that trip us up. And we've all got our things that cause us to fall and start not just trip, but literally start rolling down the hill. You know, and before before you know it, not only are you at the bottom of the hill, but you've gathered a lot of mud as you've gone down. Or if it's wintertime, you might just be a giant snowball. I don't know. Whatever works. Well, their methods surely work because it's allowed me to be deeply convicted about well, and sometimes you just need you just need something to trigger you to make you think about it. You know, make you think about it. And 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 I think that by thinking about it, sometimes what we're doing actually is we're listening to the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit's guiding us through that. And so, so again, I'm not I'm not trying to <clears throat> take away from those types of of functions because <clears throat> I've I've signed some of those too, and. Uh, and then read through them, you're going, uh-oh. yeah, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. If you do the right thing, then that's great. But if it's causing you to put judging on others because they don't, then it's totally different. Yeah, that's a whole other ballgame, isn't it? I feel like too often that's what it becomes. It's more of a judgment piece than a conclusion. Yeah, that, that's certainly, that, that certainly is true, Crystal. Now, years ago, I heard about some kind of study they did Bible colleges and they were uh, monitoring the water usage you know, through the day or through the week for 
with college students, and they found out that the most water used was on Sunday morning when people sit, so the students going to the church, the biggest part of them was staying home doing their laundry. Seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's let's come let's come back around here to to what Jesus has said here. Why is it important then, knowing that all of these things are weighing on the backs of people? Why is it important for him to use these words and to say he's he's connecting with them and saying, "Listen." The Pharisees have continued to say, you must do, you must do, you must do, you must not do. And Jesus is saying, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm asking you to just to come. Jesus is saying that if you listen to the Pharisees, the Pharisees are going to tell you that salvation is found essentially through legalism, through works. And I'm telling you that salvation is through me. End of story. If you want to lay all of these burdens aside and just come to me, and again, he puts this picture together of being yoked with him and that the burdens that he offers and the burdens that come along with surrendering to Christ are so much less than any of the burden that you get anywhere else. Yeah. Please. Should we experience trust or really rest? Oh, rest, yeah, yeah rest. And that's really the point that I, that I that I was hoping to get around to here is that from a perspective from a from the perspective of today, and again, I want to go back to Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiastes saying your 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 earthly pursuits are worthless. All this work that you do is is worthless. It's all vanity. It's all this. It's all this. And in the end, trusting God is the only place you will find any any purpose, right? As we continue to trust in God, and and I want to open this up because I think that this is a place where I fall so hard, and I don't know how many other people can relate to to me on this level, or with me, I should say. 
But even being a believer and having security in my salvation and absolutely knowing that Jesus died for my sins and I am forgiven, it is so hard for me in the, in, in, in the midst of everything that goes on every day with physical challenges, mental challenges, financial challenges, you know, trying to raise children, trying to make sure the lights are on and everybody's fed, to find rest. And what Jesus is saying is that when you take on his yoke, one, you still got to work, right? You're still, you're still in a position of needing to work. But by being able to, as Brad said, truly trust in him and learning and understanding how to trust in him, we should be able to find a level of rest that goes beyond anything else that we've ever experienced, even when we're exhausted. Because when our spirit is at rest and our spirit is in the place it's supposed to be and focusing on Jesus and handing over all of these concerns to him, we truly should find peace of mind. And in peace of mind, we should find a level of calmness unlike anything else, even when things are just totally messed up. And, and this, these verses recently have taken on a whole new meaning to me and an application for today's life and the way things are. Because a non-Christian would look at, a, at, the, at the life of a Christian and say, man, that must be a terrible life. You, you can't do this, you can't do that. And they look at it from a legalistic perspective, one. And two, they look at it from, oh, all of those, these sinful activities that I, can, that I enjoy, you can't go and do. What a shame. And if you are truly in the right place with Christ, you are free from the burden of the sin. You are free from the, the concern that... that that you are that you experience when you are in a sinful lifestyle because when you really look at what sin does to us and how it brings us down and drags us down knowing Christ and knowing forgiveness for that and knowing that we have the strength that we need to pull away from those things all goes into giving us that rest and there's a, there's a level of rest here that I, I, I feel like I fail to draw from or I fail to allow myself to experience the way Christ intended us to. And when I, when I read those this morning, it literally was like, who else got an Apple Watch where it comes up and says, okay, now breathe, you know? I read these, read these scriptures and I go, that's breathing. That's relief. That's saying trust in Jesus. That's saying, look, my Savior has not only said these words to the people in front of him, but he has said them to me. And he has said, my burdens are light. He has said, following my commandments is not tough because I give you everything you need to do it. And in me, you should find that peace that passes all understanding. And through me, you will have rest. And I feel like 
maybe this is just a personal testimony here lately, but it's it's so hard to find that rest that when you realize where it is, we should never turn away from it. And if you haven't experienced it, you need to dig for it because it's wonderful. That. Sorry. Go ahead. You're, no, anytime. When I surrender, like, you know, that's when I feel it the most for sure. And it's, do you find that it's, you have to make a conscious attempt to surrender? I mean, you, you have, you have to, um, well, that's probably the wrong words, but you have to kind of get your mind right. You know, you have to realign sometimes. Your heart too. Your heart too. Who said that? Okay, you did. Okay. Yes. And sometimes you're back. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, please. I was trying to. Can you explain what the context of the word yoke means? I was gonna. I was. I wanted to talk about that. Go ahead. It's a word that I've I've just glazed over forever, and actually, I hate to even admit this out loud, but up for a lot of time, my mind went to egg yolk. That's all I oh. think about. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not yolk. It's yolk. It's like a month ago. Of course. Yeah. But it's something like I would hear a yoke, and I'm like, "What's an egg yolk?" I knew it wasn't egg yolk, but I, like I didn't. Uh, I would never spend any time really meditating on it. But then, like a month ago, I was listening to a sermon, and 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 the, it has a whole new meaning to me now, just because of that description. But a yoke is like a wooden frame that goes around an ox, like a two ox or four on a wagon together. The yoke is what attaches the ox and they pull the wagon. So I wanted to touch on that. Like Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. So it helps me to visualize like, okay, obviously Jesus isn't going to put a wooden frame. He's not yes. put a wooden frame around his neck and attach you to him. But I just think of his yoke as like, take my hand, attach yourself to me and follow me where I go. He's going to be on the bird. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's, it's your, you have this yoke, and it is, it's a wooden frame that attaches to two oxen. And basically, you know, so they're pulling the wagon like the boat, Jane was saying. And, and what I think Christ is saying here is he's like saying, hey, take my yoke. I'm in this with you. You know, we're in this together. I'll take more of the burden. Just come, come to me. Come to me. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I Yes. Because that was like a whole. Yeah. That's why you got to translate. Yeah. 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 Because my wife will tell you, I get to talking sometimes, and you can't get a word in edgewise. So. But that's a great metaphor to think. Oh, it's it's beautiful. to him. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yes. Is it like just to two instead of one? Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Well, not only that, he says, "Take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle and lowly." And it's like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take off running and break your neck. You know? Yeah, there's so there's there's so many things you can pull out of that. That's the the whole concept of of being able to to get rid of your burdens, and he will bear those burdens. And because when you think about a yoke and you think about working hard and you think about all the, the things that go along with with the picture that that paints, and you realize that he is telling you. It's going to be the opposite of what you think. 
all these things that you think are going to be terrible, let me, just let me, let me. Yeah, exactly. And there's, it's so easy to not do that. And I think about when he came up, you know, woman at the well. He didn't come up to her, you know, hollering at her and saying, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, I, you know, you should have this great life. And, you know, all these husbands and all these bad things you did. No, he was kind. Yeah. And because of that, you know, she she became a believer. A lot of other people probably became believers because of that. Because of her witness. The meekness of, of Christ is uh, something that we've we've talked about a lot in here, and, and probably we'll, we'll talk about a lot more. Um, I didn't realize we've gone over time. Um, I, I got a few more things to say on this. We come back next week. I'll I'll touch on this at the beginning of, of class, and and we'll we'll spend a few a few more minutes on this. Um, but thank you all for being here. Um, I don't want to end it so abruptly. I enjoy the conversation, and thank you all for participating. Um, it's like I was telling Ann this morning. I said I don't know where this is going to go, uh, but but we opened the door and we let it. We just let it happen. And uh, and thank, thanks for sharing. Um, I'll never look at that word as the same way again. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I never thought of you before. That's all. Yeah. Yep. I am smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's pray and go because I know some folks are waiting to come in. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for the uh, the ability, Lord, just to study your word and thank you for the discussion that we've had. And, and, and uh, Lord, we thank you for moving those uh, folks here this morning to, to talk about what uh, what they, they, they just felt like they needed to, to ask questions. And uh, Lord, it's through this, this process, we, we get to know you better. Uh, we get to, to understand you more. And we thank you so much for that. Uh, Lord, just be with Brother Tink this morning. And as we uh, walk into the sanctuary, uh, prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the message, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.